Welcome to episode 40 of the I'm Still Standing podcast. Yay! Episode 40 features financial literacy expert and credit realtor Shannon Payton. Her and her family went through a dire financial crisis when she was about to give birth to one of their children. They actually ended up evicted from their home. But this experience catapulted her into a career that now helps others to get to the other side. This episode has been sponsored by the second annual I'm Still Standing Retreat. Please save the date for May 29th to 30th, 2020. The retreat will be held at the Guelph Bible Conference Center, and we'll be accepting deposits shortly, so please stay tuned. Shannon Payton is a woman of faith who specializes in credit education and real estate. She is passionate about helping people with solutions to their problems um, having to do with finances, and she helps them become financially free and become homeowners. She resides in Delaware with her family, and it's so good to finally meet you. Yes. Hi. Yay. So the first question is a bit of a fun one. Yeah. What is one guilty pleasure that you have? One that we'd be surprised to know. Oh. Your face. <laughs> <laughs> I can see your face. She's like, what? Surprised. Um, I have this thing, and it's a weird obsession. Like, I genuinely love, like, the Alaskan shows like binge watch them like everyone that's coming out like life below zero every season every episode from start to finish it's an uncanny obsession i love it like i still want to go to yeah alaska would be it but i'm not like a big extreme cold person that's about as spicy as it gets for me that's hilarious i <laughs> never even heard of those shows but it sounds it. cold yeah <laughs> thank you um so Jumping right in, um, I was reading about your testimony and you and your family went through a really, really difficult time in 2011 mm -hmm. where you were evicted from your home the same week you went into labor with one of your children. I like, can't even imagine. I have a little one and I can't even imagine yeah. how stressful that was. Do you mind sharing that testimony a little bit? Yeah, sure. So <laughs> 2011, uh, well... I guess it kind of helps to start back in the end of 2010. So we, we, it was kind of one of those, not even kind of, you know, when you know you're being forced to deal with some things or God is pushing you into a season where it's going to be for testimony for somebody. And you're just kind of like, I know I need to grow in this area, but I'm not trying to hear it. <laughs> so um, 2010 came, uh, we needed to move and we moved into a place where we thought we were going to be able to do rent to own. And when we were there, everything was coming along and I worked, my husband worked and sometimes it's just not enough. And probably like mm, the week before I went into labor, I had to literally stop working because I didn't make enough money to put gas in the car to commute to work. Wow. It was rough. So I called, I said, I got to go out on maternity leave. And then while I was home, I got served and I was like, Oh my God. What is this? Lord, wow. What is this? And the first thing you go and run and do is I'm like, husband, what's going on? <laughs> like, I need you to tell me what the deal is here. And, um, you know, he was like, it's just hard, you know? And I was like, okay, I get it. So 
I went to the, to the hospital knowing that when I came home that we would have to start packing up and we already had a three-year-old and then we had the new baby. So to come home and have to begin to pack in, it was just rough. And I'll never forget my aunt. She came and she helped and she said, Shannon, she said, um, things like this happen. She said, but you'll be better for it. And I will never, ever, ever forget that ever, ever, ever. And I decided at that moment, it was like, we knew, well, the harder part was, is when you, you know that you can go places, but realistically you can't go places. Mm. So although we had family who may have been able to help, it would have put them in a different type of situation and it would have put pressure on them. So we were blessed and fortunate to be able to live in shared housing on our church campus. Oh, your church campus has housing. They did at that time. Yes, they did. And um, so we sat and we said, we need, we need somewhere to go. And they said, you can come, but you have to have a plan to, to transition because Mm -hmm. if it's kind of, we, I didn't have a chance to digest it all. Because I knew that I couldn't really kind of like sit in it too long. So um, we were able to do that. And we stayed there from August of 2011. And we qualified and purchased our home July of 2012. How? You know? God. It was like mind blown. (laughs) Yeah, my head is just like, oh, like even just thinking of, I have a three-year-old, just thinking of being pregnant, um, having a baby, all the hormones, just the recovery and everything, and just the additional financial stress, trying to find a place, the eviction. I can't. Yeah. I can't imagine that. So how did you guys like find the strength to start over? Listen, lots of counseling, (laughs) lots of counseling, lots of journaling, lots of prayer and re, you know, reevaluation of myself because I could look at it and just say, you know, when you're married, a lot of times you want to, um, it's easy to blame your spouse. A lot of times, um, that, that's just who you want to blame. You, you don't want to take responsibility <laughs> yourself. So it's easy to blame somebody and you want to blame somebody. So, um, I'm an advocate for therapy and mental health. So sometimes you need to talk to someone to help you with that. So I kind of did a one, two punch, you know, with my pastors, I, you know, would pray, I would, um, journal and things started to progress. So God blessed me with a job where I was making 50, well, a hundred percent more than what I was making. Wow. Right? So you go one year making like 16,000 for the whole year. <laughs> and then the following year you make 35. It's like, Whoa. <laughs> yeah. So when, when he did that, and the funny thing is, is I was a property manager when this happened. So I knew the property that, manager at the, no, just no, at no. a different, at a different oh. state, but I was a property manager. So I knew how it went. You know, I had evicted people before. Oh, wow. So, so how's, how's that? <laughs> you know, I'm still evicting people because this is my job to do while I'm being evicted. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it gives you a, a true lesson in humility and compassion for people. So God bless us. Um, he blessed me with another job. <clears throat> he blessed my husband um, with a better job and we transitioned through it. The job that I got was that of a housing counselor. And I was very blessed to have a manager who um, didn't, take my funk 
as just who I was. You know what I mean? Mm. She took it and she helped cultivate that. So I was able to learn how to do my credit. I was able to learn how to teach people to buy homes. And I used that for myself. And when we were on campus, uh, it made it easier to create um, like set budgets and things so that we could live and we could say, you know, transition out. So January, we finished paying what we owed by March we were getting our finances and savings so that we could pre-qualify. We did that by May and we were looking, we found our house in June and we closed in July. So it happened like boom, 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 boom. Wow. But I love how God does things. I love how he does things. Sometimes, you know, it's such a good reminder because look at how your job literally trained you. (laughs) Like, first of all, just, it's right. interesting, you know, why would they hire you? You know, I'm, not saying, I'm saying you're, you're, you're a great lady, I'm sure, but like, it's like, you are, Listen, <laughs> you have no home, I, I'm going to hire you to help other people. Like, <laughs> buy and keep them, right? And I'm like, I, here I'm homeless. I'm homeless helping you <laughs> buy and keep a home. And here's God the crazy, is so good. I love him. Listen, and here's the crazy part. They told me, they said, listen, we, you were not our first pick. They hired somebody else for the position that I applied for. And then somebody else quit or got fired. And then they called me. I said, man, let me tell you something. You are not going to tell me God is not good <laughs> in all things. Yeah. He's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. He's amazing. That, that in itself is just, yeah. it's a miracle. You can see his hand all in that. Yeah, it gives you Wow. <laughs> for sure. So absolutely. I love him. And, and just... From there, you know, I had to still stay the course because it's so easy when you're going through hardship like that or, you know, what I say is long suffering. When you're going through it, you you don't really want to. (laughs) You don't. You're not going to be nice all the time. You might be nasty to people and it's just your human emotion. And it's, you know, God working out the bits of you that he doesn't want there so that now I can sit and look at people and say, listen. I really have been there. I've had a repo. I've been evicted. I understand what it's like to fall behind on paying for things that are important. I know what it's like to rob Peter to pay Paul or write a bad check because you're afraid the electric won't go through. I get it. Mm-hmm. So because of that, and I pray to God every day for wisdom to be able to help people so that they know, look, I'm here's an air hug, but also time to get yourself together. Let's figure out a plan to get you moving forward because that's what it took for me. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And what was the process of financial restoration like apart from that miraculous part of like, which is, a, which is really a really big part of it too, just having the more money. No, but I think that's an important point because I used to work with, um, I'm, I'm a social worker by trade and I used to work with young um, marginalized black youth. And a lot of times we do these like financial um, workshops with them, bring in people, and they're like, bro, you're telling me to save and all this. How are you going to save from nothing? Like, zero, nothing. Zero plus zero, zero equals zero. <laughs> How, um, apart from that, like, just getting more money, because sometimes that is mm-hmm. helpful. That's helpful, like, of course, mm-hmm. if you're just in, in the negatives, right? But apart from that, what did you do um, to restore your finances, restore mm-hmm. your thoughts around money? Well, um, at one time, we, we made good money. We didn't always live in Delaware. We were in Boston, 
So the cost of living there is different. They pay you. So one year we, you go from making $80,000 to then making 50 to then making 40, you know what I mean? It's like, eh, eh, you kind of take the hits when they come. So making the 16, we were already on a, you know, having to tighten up a bit. Um, I think the most important thing is, is immediately make the change. Like don't wait until you feel the effect of what it is like cut out everything that's unnecessary. And I know that that for some people is hard. Like I jokingly would tell people we don't have cable. And I remember <laughs> when I came up with the idea, I was like, babe, I don't, I don't think we need cable. He looked at me like I had 10 heads. He was like, what? I was like, well, we can't pack up and move on to cable box. <laughs> so we, we can't have cable, <laughs> you know, or there's certain mm-hmm. things that you have to do. So honestly, we really tightened up a lot. Like, if we didn't have to have a payment for it, if we couldn't pay cash for it, we didn't do it. We cut out everything that was unnecessary, like uh, cable. And then that's when Netflix, you know, when we were transitioning into this house, that's when Netflix started getting big. Yeah. And the so, internet, everything, no one watches cable now anyway. Exactly. So, I mean, we had Netflix when it was seven ninety nine. <laughs> you know? Right. So um, the one thing I would say is, is you want to tighten up and cut out what you can you share what you can, meaning like if I have, I had a friend who she was like, well, I got Hulu, you got Netflix. Sometimes that's what it takes. Um, If there's a way that you can carpool, I had friends where we live, you have to drive everywhere. We don't have a lot of transportation like that. Mm -hmm. So there's been times where I can remember sharing my car with friends like, Hey, and this is just where it was for a little bit. Hey, you guys can drive the car. Just make sure you put some gas in it. We'll get where we are right. We'll get where we need to get. Mm-hmm. Um, the other big thing for me, and I know this is faith based, but this is something that is deep inside of me. I have literally tithed since I was 12. Yep. And it's not always going to come back by way of um, finances. It might come at a smaller bill or, you know, people would just bless us with food. Like there is no way that I can say, that there was one thing alone that I did other than my faith and making sure that I used good God sense of common sense <laughs> when things came, like just, there's just certain things you can't do secondhand stores. You know, there's things like that. Now there's a difference if it's a type of thing where it's a person who just doesn't have it because they just don't have it. Mm-hmm. That's a completely different demographic which touches to another phase of life that I went through in about 2014. So as if 2011 <laughs> wasn't enough, oh, it was, wow. 2014 happened and we had our third son mm-hmm. and uh, I got a better paying job from the job that was 50% or hundred percent more. From oh, the you wife. got another one after right. that. That was better. Right. Like going from like 30 K to like 80. Oh, that's a huge jump. You would think, right? Yeah. I did that job for a week and it was a contract position. And then they were like, this, the contract's over. This isn't working. A week. A week. Put it to you like this. The money that I made in that job in a week was what I made at my old job in a month. Wow. Right. I mean, we were, we were ready to do some things like move. We were willing to do whatever we needed to do to make it work. And they were like, we're going to place you. And for two months I was unemployed. I just sat and I waited because I'm believing what they're saying. So they said they're going to wait and see 
they were going to try to place me somewhere else. Okay. And that did not come. <laughs> so that happened in August. So November, I finally went on unemployment and I took advantage of what I knew and what I had to do. So I tell people, if you have to get on a situation where you have to use some sort of state funding or some sort of special program, do it, get where you need to be and then be done. So in this instance, I had unemployment, unemployment determined, they sent me a letter and said, you're going to be unemployable because I, at that point I was working on a master's degree. You know what I mean? I had work experience. It wasn't like, you know, they told me I was unemployable. So they told me I had to do a program and I went in one day and I said, listen, I've applied for jobs here with the state. I have applied for jobs there. I've applied jobs everywhere because they make you. I said, there has to be something. So mm -hmm. she, I said, and I need for it to come together because I can't keep doing this. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I was able to get my real estate license. Okay. Through unemployment, through an unemployment training program. Really? Interesting. Yes. Right. And I knew credit. <laughs> I knew what I did from being a housing counselor. Mm -hmm. And I, I remembered having a conversation with somebody. I was like, I need to come back. And they said, no, they said, don't come back. Keep moving forward. She said, you're smart. You have everything that you have in your path. Move forward. So that's when I opened up my business and I decided I'm going to start helping people with credit and I want to help people with housing because I don't want anybody to have to go through anything that I've gone through. Yeah. If I can teach them how to um, make money out of their own hand, because even if you, I don't, and this is probably contrary to other people, I don't believe that you have to have a degree in order to be productive. It's true. It's Especially true. now, like in the generation that we're in, you don't have to. Kids make a million dollars on YouTube. <laughs> Opening toys or playing video games. Right. So if you have the time, all you need is a phone. You don't even have to have a computer. All you need is a phone. If you can just kind of, if you even just have a skill at anything, do that, own it push forward and it'll come through. And I think that's the thing for people who are at low, low income. It's a mindset thing. You have to know and you have to be encouraged and be around people to know that you can do better. And then mm -hmm. it's the, um, it's a name for it, but basically the faster that you go towards wealth, the more of it you'll amass and the quicker it'll come or else you can call it like the secret or the laws of attraction or whatever. So when you think positive thoughts and you do things and you're actually doing the work, it's going to come back to you. Right. Mm -hmm. So I genuinely believe that. And when you couple all those things together, it's going to put you in a better position. Mm -hmm, definitely. Wow. That must've been, that must've been really tough at that point, but you, it's interesting. It's like you had all the, Ooh, I just scratched the mic. It's like you had all the secret ingredients um, mm -hmm. for this beautiful recipe, but <laughs> you realized it when it got really, really hot in the kitchen. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it did. And it, you know, even it's, it's crazy because even every day, well, now I work from home. So I've worked from home now since 2014. Like I tried to go back to work for like a year and I was like, this is just not it. Like mm -hmm. every time I would try to go to work, it just wasn't for me. I either had to stop because of the children or whatever. So, you know, after a while you're like, okay, God, I get it. <laughs> you don't have to keep putting me. I get it. I'm sorry. Yeah. I under, you know, I understand. And so now it's one of those things where I'm, I'm finally embracing that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And it is my charge to be able to help people who've had financial hardship 
who might be working class families or not, <laughs> you know, yeah. get where they were because my mom was a single mom. So I remember seeing the struggle. Yeah, for sure. And what, apart from your own, just needing, you know, um, a career change, what made you um, decide to start helping women in this way? You know what? I just remember how it felt. I just remember how it felt to know that I felt helpless mm -hmm. and not because of anything that I did. And I said, if I can help anybody not feel this, <laughs> that's what I want to do. So if I can, if a person can come to me and then just that smile that you see when you have a person who becomes a homeowner and they never thought, or when you get the text of this, my credit is coming up or I was able to save or I was able to cut. Yeah. It just takes me back to that feeling that I had sitting in the living room when my aunt said to me and we were sitting on boxes, packing up the last of the house. And she said, it's going to get better. And I, that, it just, it's just that, that is it. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. And if we want to know more, like how can, if someone's listening to this and they're interested in contacting you and learning more about your programming, um, how, like what, can you tell us a little bit about it? Sure. So um, I started the company Peyton Credit Services. And what we do is we provide affordable, affordable, ethical, and honest credit repair and education so that you can go on to become homeowners. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, um, with that, we cover everything from done for you credit repair to teaching you how to do it, um, teaching you how to build your credit score. We have budgeting courses and everything that you would need financially to give you the stepping stones that you need to become a homeowner. And even if you're not becoming a homeowner right now, you might want to be a small business owner. You still need credit. Mm -hmm. You might want to purchase a car. And I think it's, well, demographically, <laughs> you know, um, it's not often for us, for us. And I don't know if it's different because I know you said you're in Toronto, so I don't know. I don't want to be like the American who thinks that my issue is everybody's issue. Yeah. But I know for us demographically, we're not naturally, um, we're not taught about credit and finances. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, we're not either. In okay. School, no, I think this is the first year. There was some, some, something passed in government that they're going to start teaching um, finances in schools. I don't know if it starts this year or next year. I'm not sure. Right. So we're not really taught that. And even if you're taught it in school, it's like at the bare minimum. Mm -hmm. So some people are taught it because their parents are more vocal and, and they teach them and then some aren't. And I guess I'm the champion for those who aren't <laughs> because, you know, you have to get it how you do. So I ended up helping women by accident, it felt like. <laughs> so I remember my mom, she goes, I think you should help single moms. I was like, no, mom, I'm going to help people who are married and like me. And you know who all my clients are? Single moms for the most part. Wow. That's <laughs> most of them are single moms. That's yeah. very interesting. Your mom saw that. <laughs> she did. She did. She called it. And I, you know, I, I love it because I just, you know, to see a woman work hard or anybody, but particularly when you, when it seems like all the odds are against you and to just see them be successful. And then just that drive that they have, especially when they can go home and tell their kids, Hey, listen, we're moving from out of this subsidized home and we're going to have our own 
you can pick the paint for your wall. What do you want? <laughs> you know what I mean? And it gives them a feeling of achievement. Oh yeah, of course. You know? Definitely. That must be such a blessing to be able to help women in that way. It is. And honestly, just anybody like, but it's, I don't know. I, I feel like the, <laughs> the ladies kind of, they take the cake with it, <laughs> you know, they, they really do. And they're, they're willing to do almost anything to get it. And just to see that drive, like, you know how they say a mom will do anything. And when you see it in action, it's just like, wow, <laughs> there's nothing that you wouldn't do, you know? Yeah. So I fight as hard as they fight. Amazing. Thank you so much for being with us. I just want to make sure we get your website, your Instagram, yes. your Facebook name so yes. that we'll be yes. able to. I'm horrible at that. So um, that, our, that be, our listeners can contact you. Yeah, I can be found at um, PeytonCreditServices.com and also on Instagram at Peyton Credit Services as well as Facebook. And then as far as um, me, myself, I'm Shannon or Shan Payton on Instagram. And then my YouTube is going to be at the credit realtor. So again, that's PeytonCreditServices.com. And I can be found on Instagram and Facebook at Peyton Credit Services. Standing for so long, I forget I stand Standing tall